the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, hey, all right now. It's been a long, long time. Many, many miles and a few pretzels. Kath is uh, is he's back. She's back in the studio. Welcome, Kath. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Nice to be back, you yeah. guys. I thought you might come rolling in here with, you know, wearing Pippi Longstockings. You mean, uh, like... Um not Lederhosen. Lederhosen, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Although that's not women aren't wearing Lederhosen. Well, I sure hope not. Because no. <laughs> it's not a good look for men. No, it's so not. it's for sure not a good look for women. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah, well, you look good. Thank you. Long, is it two weeks in Europe? Two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Germany and Amsterdam. Germany and the Netherlands. Okay. Went to a couple cities in the Netherlands. And it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. I loved your photos. It really, really was. And your narrative on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with Johnny Thank Kathy. you. I, you know, I tried to kind of. There, there are several cities I didn't have a chance to post about because I was in places where there was no internet, mm-hmm. which is the case in a lot of you really? know, the country. Places like yeah, that out exist. Out of the country in Germany, yeah. Um, there are beautiful, quiet, beautiful, quiet villages where you know you're not getting People don't a signal. Care. So people are very healthier there. Exactly. So I mean, it's not like there's no internet, but it's very, very slow. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't. It's not. You know, for posting photos. I see. So whenever I was close to a major place, I tried to post something of interest. I said, I hope it was of interest. Yes, it was very much so. So what's, what's your big takeaway? Now that you're back, you think about the trip, but there's an awful lot to process through. You were with 30 girls from the Pittsburgh Girls Choir, gorgeous music. You sang songs, sang music about Anne Frank. Um, mm-hmm. What was all, you know, what was all that? Um, let's see, takeaways. I would say, first off, that um, before I went on the trip... You know, I've always wanted to go to Europe. I'd never been before. Yeah. But if I would have ranked the cities or the state, excuse me, the countries of Western Europe in the order that I wanted to visit them, Germany would have been at the bottom. Really? No, Germany to me was industrial Berlin mm-hmm. in my head. Um, I wanted to go to Switzerland or France or Italy or wherever. I was embarrassed that I knew so little about the beauty of that country. Wonderful. It is spectacular. If you ever have a chance to go to Germany, do not do not give that up. It is a spectacularly beautiful place. Oh, excellent. I mean, the number of castles, just that alone is staggering. What's the deal with the castles? I mean, they're just everywhere. This is old, like, they're what, everywhere. royalty. This is, yeah, this is like, you know, 13th century oh, we're wow. talking. I mean, People living in the castles? Yeah. Now, people are not living in them now. I mean, there might be. There were a whole bunch of them I obviously didn't get to that you just see. We went on – at one time we went on a Rhine River cruise, which was completely amazing. Mm. But I think on that cruise I saw 10 castles. Wow. I was only on the cruise for two and a half hours. And there were 10 castles. So I mean, somebody's just, living in a castle. Or they're you – know, we stayed in a castle that night, which has been turned into a youth hostel. So uh, maybe a lot of them are doing that. I, I don't know. But it's just – the so the, my first takeaway is it is a spectacularly beautiful, 
beautiful country. Wonderful. My second takeaway, based on the people I talked to, which is a lot, I spent a lot of time on this trip. I was very fortunate to spend big blocks, three-hour blocks, two-hour blocks, talking with people from Germany. Mm. Um, so this was not like a tourist dump. This was like really talking to people face there. Face to face. Um, they suffered dramatically in World War II. Mm-hmm. And I know you're thinking, well, well you they know, should have. They should have. But it was Hitler. It wasn't them. Right. Um, and so, so it's a very complicated psychological place that the country is in when it comes to talking about the war. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of anger. And there's not a lot of conversation, mm-hmm. which I think is oh, for how frustrated we all are in America with how the issues of race keep coming up. And it seems like we never get anywhere. And we're always regurgitating the same issues. And we ne- talk past each other. I came back from this trip grateful that we're having the conversation. And as much as the conversation can wear on you, be glad it's happening. Because you're saying the World War II conversation is it swept away? It, it's very difficult for them to talk about. Really? Even it's after very, all this time? very, very hard. We just want, what, 75th anniversary of D-Day yeah. here just a few weeks it back. Seems very, it's very painful. Hmm. There's a lot of complicated feelings about it. But the overarching thing, and again, I was there for two weeks. I'm not, a, you know, I didn't live there for for 30 years, so I, I'm not trying to project myself as any sort of authority. But in the people I talked to, there's just a lot of pain, um, and the average German suffered dramatically in the war, no doubt. And right. and and we pre all, and post, right? And um, so it's hard when you're the victim of your own leader, right? Right. But that is what has been the story of world history. So what about uh, Germans as they look at America? We often hear about that. I was, again, incredibly surprised at the number of kids in high school. And I spent a lot of time, of course, we were traveling with high school girls. And so we met met, uh, hundreds of high school girls um, in Germany. And every one of them is dying to come to America. There was not one kid, not one kid I met. Not one kid who was not absolutely desperate to come to America. What? They no love, kidding. they love the idea of the land of the free. Hmm. And you would think, you know, if I had if I had said that ahead of time before going, I would think, oh, they love Saxon Avenue, or they love, right. you know, Aeropostale, or they want to go to Gucci, or you know, whatever. Yeah. It really wasn't that. I it mean, they ideal. they are interested in American movies, you know, in American Culture. music and all of that. But that's accessible to them. What's not accessible to them is this idea of being able to pursue your happiness. But wait, now Germans a free state. It is a free state, but it is centrally managed. Like, for example, I, I was talking to a, a gentleman who is an executive at Audi uh, because we were in, we were at world headquarters. We were staying in that city for a while. And um, he said, you know, I wanted to build a house. Uh, he's one wife and two children. And so we went to like the, you know, local township, right, whatever that is, and said, you know, I'm interested in buy, in building a house. And they said, OK, are you married? And he said, yes. And how many children do you have? And she, he said two. And they said, OK, this is how big your house can be. What? Really? They defined the parameters. Right. No so kidding. he lives on the same street. He said his neighbor is the man who owns Aldi. What? Because that guy has two kids and he has two kids. And so they have to live in the same size house. Oh, that's fascinating. And now if you want, wow. if you like the, the, the man who's the head of Aldi, whose name I can't 
place right now. If he wants to build a building that is for the community, it can be whatever size he wants it to be, as long as it's for public use. But for your own home, it's decided for you by someone else how your what your house is going to no be. No like. kidding. So there's no McMansions. The only mansions are the, the old only castles. mansions are the castles. There aren't any now. Oh, that's really incredible. I yeah. Never so, considered that. so yeah, and things like that. Like you know, what if you're if you're a German student going through your uh, elementary school, um, at the end of fourth grade, your teacher determines what your future is going to be. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going, if you're in one group, you're going to college. If you're in another group, you're going to be a white collar worker. If you're in a third group, you're going to do a trade. What? And you go to that school. That's the parameters that's that the are parameters set that at are fourth set for grade you. forward. Right. And no one, def- no one jumps ship from I, that. I don't know what happens if, like, what about if you end up being smarter than they thought you were? Yeah, yeah, what if yeah. you end up being not as smart as they thought you were? What? How do you? They trust the system that's got it down. Right. But there's so there's just a lot of that. There's a lot of they have to follow a prescribed system, and they look at us in America and they think you have everything because you can do whatever you want, you can live wherever you want, you can have what kind of house you want, and to them, that's freedom. That is freedom, and it is freedom, and but it we made, don't even think about. I it. know, and it made me feel sad that I had. It made me sad for myself that I hadn't appreciated those things about our country. Yeah, that if if you want to live in a flat in Manhattan and spend two thousand dollars a month, you can. Yeah, but if you decide you want to buy a farm somewhere in Derry Township, you go right for it. You can do that too. I mean, it's just there's not that kind of flexibility. There. Well, that's interesting. And they really long for that. I mean, you know, we're in a sort of a different phase, a new age of a lot of self-hating. Here it is, the 4th of July. And so you know, we've been reading about that and people sort of downgrading the United States. Well, at the same time, it's still the greatest country. I, and, and I heard not one person say any – now, maybe they probably wouldn't have said it to me because I'm an American. Right, right. But there's no – there's no sense of hatred of America in anybody in the Netherlands or Germany that I talk to. Now, it's only two countries right. and it's just a handful limited of people. Conversations. It's a limited conversation. Right. So again, I'm not trying to make some sweeping social statement. Um, I will say, to give you the full picture, that there is a lot of fear about the president. About President Trump? Yes. Uh, that he may, uh, what, run off the rails? Well, just, yeah, do anything. The average citizen. Yes. Will, will, and they talked about President Trump. Everywhere. Really? He is... Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Conversation about the president is I mean, ubiquitous. I, no it, matter where you go, if I go to Antarctica, are we going to be talking about him? I mean, America's been sort of laughed at for a long time, so maybe a little dose of fear is not such a bad thing, right? I don't know. Comes I mean, with uh, some yeah. respect. I mean, uh, think of the historical relationship between Germany and America. It's very complicated. Yes, it is. And uh, America has paid with our tax dollars for a lot of the rebuilding oh of that gosh, country. Oh my gosh, have we ever? Um, and we continue to protect them through NATO. And so and so of course, you know, if I went there and people were were dissing America, that would have made me really mad. Sure. Um, at the same time, we're all honest about the fact that we love a lot of Trump's policies and yet, you know, watching him on Twitter, you think, "Oh my gosh, really? What's going to happen?" Really? This is the best way to handle this. So it it's it's complicated. But when I walked into the Pittsburgh International Airport last night coming in from where the international flights come in, there's a base relief of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And it says, Land of the Free, Home mm. of the Brave. And I thought, you know what? I'm happy to be home. Heck yeah. I'm, whenever you travel internationally, mm-hmm. always happy to come back home. Because still, right? I mean, it's a great country. I don't care. Yeah. 
Let's take a break. Kath, that's excellent. Uh, I'm sure as the sh- show goes on, we've got lots more ahead and uh, more insight and conversation. I'm fascinated by your trip, so thanks for sharing that. Take a break, come back. We're going to go to the White House in a few minutes. Greg Clarkston will join us. Usually he's a Monday guest, but tomorrow is Greg Clarkston. WORD. Jackie Hill Perry remembers the day her mom put the pieces together and figured out that Jackie was gay. We were in the car one day and there was a talk radio. They were having mothers call in to basically describe what were the signs of their children being gay. And all of the signs were me. What happened when the gay girl met a good God? Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get, especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income, and you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with Word FM, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just visit our website for more details and registration information at wordfm.com slash Israel. That's W-O-R-D-F-M dot com slash Israel. If you're a conservative, you have to get a copy of The Lawyer's Guild. Veteran journalist Howell Waltz, W-O-L-T-Z, wrote seven books about corruption in the legal system. And in this, his first novel, President Donald Trump and his gang of deplorables launched the American Spring, taking down the deep state. Go to Amazon, type in W-O-L-T-Z, the author's name, or The Lawyer's Guild, and get your copy today. That's W-O-L-T-Z, The Lawyer's Guild, published by the International Center for Justice. We travel to the White House where Greg Clugston is with us from SRN News. Greg is the White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, uh, happy Tuesday to you. How are things in the uh, the nation's capital with you? Well, hi, John Kathy. Good, uh, sort of quiet here right before the big... Fourth of July celebration this week, but it's typically a quiet time because Congress is out of session and uh, the president just got back from overseas travel, so it's been uh, relatively quiet, but things are heating up. Very nice. Greg, I was just sharing with uh, John and Mike about my trip. I just got back from two weeks in Europe, and um, (laughs) this will not surprise you that wherever I went in Germany or the Netherlands, 
people always asked me about our president. Mm. Yeah, I, I get that, too. I, I haven't been traveling to Europe recently, but uh, I, as you might expect, <laughs> I, I get a lot of questions about right. that as well. Uh, I, I'm curious to ask you a question, Kathy, like, you know, the European perspective. Um, did you get a chance to get get a sense of what their thoughts yeah. are? I spent a lot of time talking to people um, in Germany. I didn't have as much chance in the Netherlands, but um, the number one thing that people express is fear. Um, and fear of the president. Fear of the president and anxiety about capriciousness. Hmm. Sure. Well, one thing about this presidency is that uh, Donald Trump tends to be, has a track record now, two and a half years, of being unpredictable in many ways. And so that feeds in, I think, in in some cases to uh, people's fear because they don't know what to expect. Uh, except the unexpected, perhaps. Yes. And um, and since he has broken so many norms when it comes to presidential protocol and uh, what's sort of been expected of the presidency here in the United States, uh, that has led to a lot of uncertainty in, in terms of how people view not only him, but also then how the United States may act. And when you're looking at it, I'm guessing from um, you know, from another country's perspective, how then the United States might treat that country or that part of the world where they're living. Right. So I can understand that. I mean, personally, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, a little fear might be a good thing. You know, in the last uh, decade or so, America has been kind of laughed at. And so maybe people are going to sit up a little straighter and look at us in a different tone. I don't know. You know, that's, that's a really good point, John, because there were any number of critics of President Barack Obama who said that he was too deferential to other countries right. in his approach and, and his policy making, whereas this president, Donald Trump, uh, is, is unafraid to apologize for American dominance or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And, uh, and, and he's, you know, with the whole America First uh, uh, narrative of his, of his campaign. So, yeah, there are any, way, any, any number of ways to look at it, and certainly we've seen two vastly different approaches with this president and the previous president over the last number of years. Right. So speaking of the um, unpredictability of President Trump, what about the president uh, at the demilitarized zone with King, Kim Jong-un? Right. This was not originally, uh, you know, part of the schedule for the president's overseas trip. The president had been in Japan for the G20 International Summit, which is an annual event that world leaders attend, including the American president. So that was a part of the schedule. Um, and then, of course, the president was scheduled to also visit Seoul, South Korea, which he did. And it was really uh, in in heading into that Seoul part of the trip that the president puts out the possibility on Twitter and uh, at a press conference talking about, hey, maybe we could uh, get a chance to visit with Kim, uh, you know, with President Kim Jong-un of North Korea while we're in South Korea. <laughs> and then it just sort of spun out of that suggestion to having the president step across the demarcation line into North Korea several steps. Uh, certainly was an historic picture, an historic action taken by an American president. Uh, there, there are any number of questions as to what substance there was to that event and what it may lead to in terms of, you know, future talks between the United States and, and North Korea. So that's, uh, you know, that obviously the president said we're going to try and restart negotiations. Uh, they sort of have been stalled the last few months, but maybe this will kickstart that. We'll have to wait and see. All right. So just clarify that for me, Greg, because as I said, I've been away and really outside of the, the news bubble that that we're usually in. So that was the president just brought that up on Twitter and that's how that moment happened. 
It appears to be. Now, whether or not this was, uh, you know, sort of a backdoor secret plan that was kept under wraps by the Trump administration or just by the president himself, I don't know. Obviously, when he, he obviously knew he was going to be traveling to Seoul, South Korea. Um, a previous visit to South Korea, I believe last year, um, the president tried to visit the DMZ but had to uh, turn back because of weather. Um, he was traveling by helicopter, if my memory serves right, and they, they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't make the trip on that particular occasion. So we knew that he wanted to go back to the DMZ if that was at all possible. And then, yes, this idea of, hey, while I'm there, maybe we can, we can get a meeting with Kim. Now, even when, that, when, when we knew that the president was going to be visiting the DMZ and that Kim agreed to uh, appear at that border line, it was still unclear whether or not there would be, you know, what we saw of Donald Trump stepping in to North Korean territory and, and taking several steps. We thought there may be a greeting or a handshake, and there was that. And then you have the president actually stepping foot on North Korean soil. It's fascinating. So uh, if anything will come of it, that's a whole other story, I suppose. But it, it's another step. I wonder, you know, they're talking about, well, maybe the president, uh, they're talking about uh, the the uh, atomic program may be stopped. Does it feel as though we're being played? I mean, is there any sort of uh, perspective on your part, Greg, that, you know, uh, there was a lot of hope this time last year, but maybe not so much of a, a big hope that there'll be big changes? Well, there is a concern from from some quarters that, uh, this approach by, by Donald Trump um, sort of legitimizes the Kim regime in North Korea. And, and, and let's be clear, there are a lot of problems with that regime when, in terms of humanitarian um, you know, um, issues and how the, the people of that country are treated by uh, those in power. And so um, there's, there's a reason that he has been a dictator and why he is a dictator. And so there are a lot of humanitarian concerns right off the bat, not even addressing the nuclear concerns. But obviously, um, if the president is, is treating, and some people are, are viewing this as the president really just treating North Korea as a, if not an equal North Korea, or an equal nuclear power, um, possibly moving in that direction. And uh, that, that doesn't sit well with some people, because obviously uh, there are, you know, it's been past policy that, uh, you know, the idea of wanting to prevent North Korea from developing a nuclear weapons program has been the posture of the U.S. and a lot of other countries around the world. And that could simply change the whole balance of power in the Korean Peninsula and that part of Asia. So, um, yeah, there are, there, not everybody is on, on board with this president's approach, but, uh, you know, to Donald Trump's thinking, uh, the past way of, of approaching and dealing with North Korea didn't result in anything positive either. And so he's taking a new approach, hoping to get a different conclusion. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, tell me about uh, where we are fundraising-wise as we look forward to the 2020 presidential election. Well, anymore in modern-day politics, especially at the presidential level, money um, is a big, big part of, of, of the process. And we are beginning now here in the first couple of days of July. We're now getting a glimpse as to how a couple of these campaigns have, have done when it comes to fundraising over the previous three months, over the second quarter of the year. And the, the Trump campaign announced earlier today it took in $105 million, which is a huge sum of money. 
And so the, it puts the president really in the driver's seat, uh, looking at, you know, versus any of the other Democratic candidates. You had uh, Bernie Sanders, I think, get something like in the $16, $17 million range, and you had Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, uh, getting something um, over, over $20 million, which is impressive. But when you look at $105 million, you know, five times the amount mm-hmm. for Donald Trump, uh, he's real, and he's and the Trump campaign is and the Republicans have a hundred million dollars in cash on hand right now. So they are they are sitting very comfortably in terms of having the resources to you know advertise and do all sorts of um, you know data analytics with all the information that they're pulling from uh, from from events where they get you know the the text numbers and uh, the email addresses from supporters, and they're just simply building on what has already been a strong base of support for Donald Trump. Interesting. So, Greg, these fundraising numbers, are they they a new form of analytics in a way? And when you look at those numbers, can they decipher between large corporate donors or individual donors? Yeah, they can. Those, um, if you, you know, if you dig deep enough in these, uh, these federal filings, and they are required by the, by the, uh, the FEC to, uh, you know, to, to provide that information, they do, uh, pull all that information out. So you can see, um, and, and there are obviously our, our donate, donor limits and things too, individual donor limits. So you can see what the, what the breakdown is. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of these campaigns have really, uh, really taken, you know, it's become a science in how to uh, mine as many of small donations from a larger number of supporters or people interested in supporting a campaign uh, to really provide a, a strong base of support. That's fascinating. Last question for you today, Greg. Uh, we're a couple of days away from independence celebrations. Uh, does the president have a plan? Is there a plan at the White House? What's that going to look like? Yeah, it's new this year. Donald Trump is going to be giving some remarks at the Lincoln Memorial and there's going to be a military flyover. There are going to be actual military tanks, American tanks, on display somewhere in Washington, D.C. It's really an effort by the president to showcase the American military during the Fourth of July. It's, it's caused, you know, some people to complain that the president is, um, you know, militarizing a holiday that is uh, typically a patriotic holiday, of course, but one that is free of not just partisan politics, typically, but also uh, it doesn't really, it it really hasn't um, focused much on the military aspect of American might over the last number of years. Uh, And some critics will will say, look, we have Veterans Day, Memorial Day, Armed Forces Day. Those are more appropriate occasions to highlight uh, the American military might. But this president, um, he's kind of shoehorning himself into what has been a long-running tradition here in Washington, where you've got, the, you know, of course, the fireworks on the National Mall, very picturesque location to be watching the fireworks on the 4th. There's always a concert outside on the hillside, right outside the U.S. Capitol. That'll still take place, but the fireworks are actually being moved a little farther off the mall to accommodate the president's plans, because he'll be at the Lincoln Memorial, and uh, he's going to he's going to be there, and we'll have to see what the what the tone of his remarks are, if they are partisan or if they are truly patriotic. Interesting. Wouldn't you love to see the president at a barbecue in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt holding a hot dog? I mean, I'd love to see that. 
Sure. I think a lot of Americans would. And, you know, to be honest, when, when Americans are looking at Democratic and Republican presidential candidate, candidates, as they have for years, that's often been sort of the emotional um, picture or de- deciding factor for a lot of people is, how would you, you know, how would you like to spend some casual time with this candidate right. in, in that kind of a setting, John? And uh, sure, I think a lot of people would be fascinated by that idea. Well, Greg, you yourself are invited to our barbecue. Just know that every year. Well, thank you. I just email me directions. <laughs> it's a long drive, but I think worth it. It is always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks enough a lot. I know you're headed out of town. Enjoy your vacation that's coming up. All right, thanks, guys. Happy Fourth. Our pleasure. Happy Fourth to you as well, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about Greg WordFM.com. Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get, especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. It's Trinity Jewelers' half-off, half-the-store sale. Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half off half the store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They've just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Ads for beds stuffed into boxes are everywhere thanks to online mattress companies. But when you order a mattress from the original mattress factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeezed into a tiny box. It won't be dropped off on your porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown using American-made steel inner springs, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality into a box. Purchase online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org.
Warm and muggy tonight. We'll have clouds, a couple showers, and a thunderstorm. And balloon drop to 70. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Warm and sticky day with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. We'll reach 85 for a high. Many cloudy, a sticky 68 for the low tomorrow night. And then Independence Day will be very warm and humid. We'll have a mix of clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around it, mainly in the afternoon and evening. High will be 87. With your vacuum weather forecast, I'm Frank Strait. Happy Fourth of July, almost. Happy Independence Day. I'm playing some uh, last couple of days, some Fourth of July bumpers. You a Springsteen fan? Uh, I'm not a Springsteen. Yeah, fan. no, it's okay. But I like Springsteen. But yeah, I hear he's great live. Oh yeah, and big you show. Get, you got, I mean, it's a good song. Oh, it's a, yeah. Okay, so Kath, uh, as you were posting Facebook photos of your travels, you often showed yourself just a hand, your hand, I assumed, holding a pretzel. I had a commitment, people. Yeah. I love pretzels. I've loved pretzels my whole life. Pretzels are my favorite snack. And I was going to the home of them. Yeah. So why wouldn't I indulge? That's my question. Right. And so I said yes. Every time they were offered or available. You had a pretzel. I said yes. Now, they looked like large, soft pretzels. They're very large. <laughs> They're, it's not a country of small pretzels. Mm-hmm. It's a country of large pretzels. But they are everywhere. And they are different everywhere. And I enjoyed it so much. I was gone for – I was in uh, Germany for 14 days and I had 15. 15 pretzels. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean it was a lot. That is a commitment. Did you have the pretzels with any sort of like you know mustard or something like this that? This is going to blow your mind. Hmm. It might, Maybe it won't. To me it blew my mind. The traditional way to eat German pretzels yeah. is they cut them in half – and they put butter on them. Butter. And then they put the two halves together. Oh. And so you bite you bite the pretzel and there's butter in that there. That sounds really good. Listen, I thought that was crazy the nope. first day. I was like, what is this? And they're like, well, they, and they couldn't figure out why. I thought it was weird. And of course, since I am, I, I, I embarrassed myself with my lack of being able to speak any German, mm-hmm. we, this person, this German woman was trying to, exp- she couldn't figure out why I was surprised and I couldn't explain it to her. And then I found out that this is what they do. Butter. Between two pretzels, big soft pretzels. Man, that sounds good. Did I got to gain tell weight. You, it's delicious. I gained three pounds. Oh, three pounds. Yeah. I'd come back 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in two weeks. Probably so. <laughs> not really. I'd have just eaten my way through Germany. Well, I did eat my way through Germany. Did you have a brat? I, well, you know, I don't like brats. I know, but did I, you not even try one? N- what? No, listen, at, at the top of the five o'clock hour, I'll tell you about the food. Okay. Yeah. Potato pancake? I had a potato pancake. Yeah, of course you did. But no brats. Mm. Did you have no okay. schnitzel for me? So coming back home, you know, on the airplane, they go, "Would you like a bag of pretzels?" Did you? Did you? No, move? they handed out soft pretzels on the way home on the plane. Real pretzels. Yes, on the plane. Oh, that's really. They're great. committed, as am I. Oh, that's excellent. Gosh, I found my second home. Oh, nice. Three pounds. It's nothing. Hey, stick around. Uh, we're going to talk in a few minutes about the value of the Psalms and expressing a foolish scope of a Christian worldview. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan! 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. MyPillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a MyPillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Summer is here, and Matt's got the barbecue out all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Sounds like there's a party going on. But something's missing. The birthday gals arrived. And thanks to Paula Dent, her bright smile is anything but a surprise. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. It's our Independence Day bumper music week. Of course, that voice you know. Mm. Amy Simpson's with us talking about the Psalms. Amy, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, pleasure. Amy, the value of the Psalms and expressing a fuller scope of the Christian life. How does that work for you? Well, it, you know, actually, this is, it's been very helpful for me. And, and right now, I'm sort of, my, my church is actually doing a, a sermon series through the summer on the Psalms. And so they're getting a big emphasis in our service. And, and um, then we're all asked at that time each week in the Psalms on our own, too. So right now, um, I'm kind of getting immersed in the Psalms in a way that I haven't been for a while and just reminding me of the, the value of, of the Psalms and um, of how infrequently we often turn to them, especially in our worship services. 
in many churches. Mm. All right. So uh, from your perspective, I mean, it's not, let's not talk about our perspectives. Let's first talk about what the canon of the Psalms has been to the church historically. Yeah, you know, so historically, really, the the Psalms are are the ancient church's song songbook, and and even before the ancient church, you know, this was the the collection of songs that were that were sung and poetry that was sung um, by our by the ancient Israelites, you know, before um, the birth of Christ, even. And of course, many of them are written by King David, and we is probably the the most familiar psalmist and. Um, there are many people who probably think he wrote all of the Psalms, but that's not the case. You know, there were other authors of the Psalms as well, and they were collected into this book that was used in in practical ways throughout um, Jewish and and then early Christian worship. And I think we uh, uh, many people maybe don't realize that it has that very practical history. You know, that it's not just a you know a collection of poetry or something, but that this was this was worship music yes. and. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that practical purpose. So how are you using them, Amy? What, what's different this time? Because I'm sure you like Kath and I or Mike, what we've read the Psalms any number of times. But there's a this summer, there's a different flavor here. Yeah, so I will acknowledge that my family is, we we within the last year, we started going to a new church. So part of this, part of what we're experiencing is new. We're just in a different church, and the way the psalms are, are appearing, actually, they, there's a psalm that shows up every week in our worship service, and um, most weeks we're reading it aloud as a congregation. Um, so this is something I have not experienced, for, you know, much at all, actually, where, where the psalms are actually showing up that um, visibly in the worship service, and the congregation is interacting with the psalm. Um, and then, of course, you know, now we're even more immersed in the psalms because our our sermon series is on the psalms as well. So, and then the um, the church has given us you know some Bible study or materials that we can use throughout the week. So this is even more of an emphasis in the psalms. But um, even before this series, you know, in this church, it was this was something kind of different for me and my family that we haven't really done before, where where this is showing up every week. And, you know, just to, to be transparent about it, that this is not the only church that does this. This is really, this is traditional Christian worship, mm-hmm. because this church tends to, is more liturgical than, um, you know, some of the traditions that we've been part of in the past. Um, but there is that, you know, that connection to the broader church, because there are other churches around the world who are reading those same, that same psalm, you know, on Sunday morning. There's the connection to the ancient church, you know, because these psalms have been appreciated and, and read and have ministered to us throughout throughout time, really. Um, and then there's the, you know, the deep connection to God that can come through through reading the psalms, through identifying with uh, psalms. And I think it's important, one of the important things here about them is that the psalms, not only, they're, they're valuable not only because they help us, give us language to express things, that we experience, that we feel, but also they can they can then form us in return, and and change the way we view God through those experiences. Amy Simpson with us, acquisitions editor for Moody Publishing, author, speaker, life leadership coach. Um, Amy, talk about what you think we're missing if we're not familiar with the Psalms, or even going further than that, if we're not regularly immersed in them. Um, you know, this article that I read that, that gave me some, some perspective on this, um, this is an article called What Can Miserable Christians Sing? 
Um, and I found this on the Nine Marks website. This was written by a, a man named Carl Truman. And it was, you know, it was written several years ago, but, but recently um, reappeared on this, on the Nine Marks website. And, you know, the, the heading, headline of this article says a lot, actually, about what I think is really valuable here. And this question, what can miserable Christians sing, um, is an important one because we all know, for every single one of us, there are, there are weeks when we show up to church, there are months or even years of our lives where, you know, we are, quite frankly, we are in misery, you know, emotionally speaking or circumstantially speaking. There's something in our lives that is causing us, to, that is causing suffering. And in many of our churches, when, when we're missing, on the, missing out on the Psalms, you know, or missing out on the, um, the appreciation of the full spectrum of, of emotion that is present mm-hmm. here and experience that's reflected here, we are missing the opportunity at times, I think, to speak into those experiences for people with our worship and with, and with Scripture. And I, I think there's a great temptation for us because of our culture, the culture that we're immersed in 24-7, um, we, there's a great temptation for us to focus on the, the positive, you know, focus on that, what's, what's happy, focus on what's, what's likely to be most attractive to the people in the world around us. And automatically we think, well, the most attractive is going to be if we all look very happy and joyful. And, you know, we sort of focus on the victorious experience of being a Christian. And yet those things don't mean anything, really, if they are not set in contrast to the other half of the Christian experience, or maybe more than half of the Christian experience, which people also need um, to to hear from us, to see from us, and and to know that, that, that that is welcome in our churches as well. Amy Simpson, she is the author of Blessed Are the Unsatisfied, Finding Spiritual Freedom in an Imperfect World, and Troubled Minds, Mental Illness, and the Church's Mission. Amy, always a pleasure, and thanks so much. We love talking about the Psalms. You're always welcome here. Take a break, come back. we got more ahead. Uh, we're going to talk about Apollo during the uh, 5 o'clock hour, Apollo 11th, 50th anniversary. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed returns in years or you're already ready in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. 
the gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Little James Brown, our Independence Day bumpers here on Word FM. Looking forward to Fourth of July food. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, we can have a salad. Were there any salads in Germany? I can't believe you asked that. Yeah. We, we have not talked about this. No. That is really funny that you asked that because you know before I left, I was spending two weeks in Germany. The thing I was looking forward to least was the food, and I'm sorry to say that. Other than pretzels, I'm just you know I don't like brats. I don't like sauerkraut. But that's all they have. I'm in not right. I'm not it's into it. the schnitzel. I'm the, yeah, it's just not my thing. Not into the schnitzel. It's like a bumper sticker. <laughs> Out of every place I have been in my life, it was the best food. What? I can't. I I'm shocked. What? I am shocked to say it. Listen, the food in Germany was blew my mind, and the number one way were the salads. No kidding. Listen to salads. Me. They are so invested in salad there. And when when you order a salad, you get like a vat of it. Okay, it's That's not good. some little paltry side yeah. thing. You have serious salad. Nice. Okay? You're getting the greens. I don't know what it I, you know, a lot of Germany is agricultural. So I don't know if they have a closer geographic connection to the food. And that's why it was so delicious. I don't know what it was, but the the greens were so awesome. Mm. And there is so much beautiful stuff in there. I was amazed. I didn't go a single day without at least one meal being only salad. Oh, that is no how fab- we all were over the moon about it. And a salad, just like, was there tuna on the salad or was it just like Sometimes, a plain salad? Some One time I had salmon on a salad. Uh, but the other time, a lot, some of them have, they put, put like German potatoes on top of a salad, which you would yeah, die that'd be for. Nice. Yeah. It's like, kind of like a whole version of a potato pancake. <laughs> 
nice. On top of the salad. Really? We called it the the Pittsburgh Prom- salad. salad. You know, oh, it's sure, like sure. instead of French fries, they put their potato pancake on top. No, wait. So uh, for salad dressing, did you have Italian dressing or French dressing? Listen to what I'm saying. Every, I, I'm not making this up. Every salad dressing is homemade. Whoa. There is not, I, I did not see any salad dressing in a bottle anywhere. No kidding. It's my dream country. And- what in the world? It was awesome. I was so, I didn't have a brat. I did not a single time. I didn't have Never. sauerkraut a single time. What? No. I, didn't. I mean, I had other German things that were wonderful. Yeah. My favorite was, um, for all of you German people out there, I just want to apologize for how I'm going to pronounce this, Spargel. What's that? Which is just in this two-week period um, in the yearly cycle is white asparagus oh. in hollandaise sauce. Oh, it's, okay. It's there are stands set up all over the place where you can get it. I got it in a in a wonderful outdoor restaurant uh, with a bunch of people. But the white asparagus is big mm. and thick, and the hollandaise sauce, of course, out of this world. But they serve it with potatoes, cooked potatoes. It is mm. so good. And it's I, only just a short term thing, right? right? So every so it's like you have to eat it, you know, yeah. because every it's just you're waiting all year treat. for it, and there it is. And yeah. so it was tremendous. Also, I had smoked trout a lot, and yeah. I had smoked salmon a lot. Really? Do you have um, any meat? No. No burger. No. No steak. No. Really? No. Your choice. My or it just choice. Wasn't an offer? No. 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 There was. I mean, I'm not going to go to Germany and get a burger. Yeah. I, mean, I don't feel well, like. Well, there's some of the girls you travel with. Well, you travel with 30 girls. So right. were some of them food averse? Well, was there a lot of that? Here's the thing. All those 30 girls stayed in people's homes. Oh, so they had to eat what was served. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So they did that. So they had a lot more. You know, they were just eating how the families eat. Yeah. Whereas I was in restaurants the whole time. Right. 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 And so I was able to order what I wanted. But uh, the food is spectacular in Germany. You will be knocked out. Mm. Totally surprised by that. I love that so much. We were. We were actually. The other thing they do is they do a lot of of cold sauerkraut type of things. They do like a, a grated carrot yeah. thing that's marinated in like a vinegar. You didn't have and that? They, oh, I had a lot of that. I had a ton of that. And like the cold, they have like coldish sauerkrautish things yeah. that they put in salad, mm. on tossed salad. That I don't even know what all that, that is. Good. It's awesome. It's so good. So, I mean, oh my God. Temperature wise, I mean, you think about Germany, it's not, you know, a, a warm climate. So what about the, you know, the growing of the lettuce and the cucumbers and all? Where, where's that coming from? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, it was amazing. Really? It was amazing. I ate two meals out. Every day. Probably every day. And I did, I mean this when I say it, I did not have one. One bad, bad meal. meal. Really? Not one bad meal. Was there was there German fast food? Was there a Wendy's? Burger King oh, is very Burger big King. over there. Really? Yeah, Burger King is big. But we ended up uh, it, it, with our bus breaking down on the side of the Autobahn, um, and we were stuck in a rest stop for four and a half hours when we were supposed <laughs> to be seeing the cathedral in Cologne, mm. which was heartbreaking. Yes. But this rest stop had fresh salad. They had fresh herbs. They were, they were, I mean, they take food seriously. There is not as much garbage food there, anywhere close to as much garbage food as there is here. That's one thing they are way, way ahead of us. Really? What about the, um, you know, we talk about obesity epidemic in America. What was the the body shape of Germany? Yeah, that's a good question. I thought about that. I mean, it's variable. Uh, You know, there is a lot of 
Germans that are very Aryan looking. Yes. You know, they're tall and blonde and they look very fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are normal sized people. I don't think I saw one obese person. Really? No. But with all the beer drinking going on, they, you know, hey, give me some more. They're not drinking Miller Lite. There's a lot of beer drinking. Yeah. And a lot of cigarette smoking. A lot of cigarette smoking. A lot of really? cigarette smoking. So they're smoking in public? Mm-hmm. Outside. Not nope. inside. Um, although there, I, I did it at one restaurant where people were smoking inside, but uh, most, of the, most of the times it's people smoking outside, but huh. a much greater interest in cigarettes. No kidding. You don't see people smoking like you used to in America, right? It's a- I was talking to somebody who couldn't believe that people don't smoke as much here, and I said that you couldn't smoke at our ballpark. Yeah. They were like incredulous. Believe- no kidding. And yeah, it's a different thing there. Huh. Right, what about sports? Soccer. Just, yeah. Football. They, they Soccer, call it football. Right. right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, Kath is back from Germany after two weeks abroad. She's just filling us in on different aspects of German culture from her American perspective. We'll continue on that conversation as the 5 o'clock hour gets underway. Stay with us. News, weather, traffic update. Oh, we're going to give you a chance to win some cash. $1,000 giveaway. That's next. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Arizona is withdrawing its offer of incentives for Nike to build a manufacturing plant in the state after the company dropped plans to release a sneaker with a Betsy Ross flag on it. Governor Doug Ducey ordering the state's Commerce Authority to withdraw incentives for a $185 million plant after Nike bowed to pressure from former quarterback Colin Kaepernick not to sell a version of the Air Max One shoe featuring a U.S. flag with 13 stars. The Wall Street Journal reporting Kaepernick was concerned over the flag's connection to an era of slavery. Ducey accusing Nike of bowing to an onslaught of what he calls political correctness. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 69 points to 26,786. The Nasdaq rose 18. The S&P 500 up by 9. Crude oil down 284 to 56.25 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Just one more. Just one more. Jesus has a heart for the one. His love compels him to keep searching until his sons and daughters are back in his arms. Our prayer at Cornerstone Television is for the one who is lost. God has raised us up with power to reach the unreachable. Join WPCB-TV, Cornerstone Television, July 9th through 11th, starting at 8 p.m. for our special program, Just One More. We want to pray for your loved ones who are not yet saved, empower you to share your faith with others, and team up with you to make an even bigger impact. Mark your calendar for July 9th through 11th, 8 p.m., and join Cornerstone Television for our Just One More broadcast. Learn more at ctvn.org. For kids, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just their size, treats to tickle their taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch their hearts. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. 
Save up to $17 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel blue star work fast or your money back. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself and this morning I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And God save the green. Warm and muggy tonight. We'll have clouds, a couple showers, and a thunderstorm. And we'll only drop to 70. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Warm and sticky day with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. We'll reach 85 for a high. Many cloudy, a sticky 68 for the low tomorrow night. And then Independence Day will be very warm and humid. We'll have a mix of clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around it, mainly in the afternoon and evening. High will be 87. With your Racky Weather Forecast, I'm Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmon. Well, it's been a long time we've been together. The Kathy's been in Europe for the past almost two, what, past two weeks with the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. And uh, certainly missed her, knew Mike and I, uh, we straggled along as we could. But the zing is back. Kath, welcome back. Thanks, you guys. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, happy to have you there. So listen, uh, I, I love the stories that you were able to send over. It, what's amazing is the phone connection from Germany I to know. Pittsburgh was really that good. That was great, wasn't it? Sure was. Your photographs were wonderful. Uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy on Facebook. If you've not seen those yet, please do, because Kath has a great eye for uh, all the different uh, things he experienced. But Kath, I, I'm curious. You know, oftentimes, you know, we bring a guest on and go, we bemoan the state of the church in Europe. Oh, the church is fading away. The pews are empty. No one knows Jesus. Was that your experience? That is not true. That is completely. Really? Really? That was outside my experience of Germany and the Netherlands. Now, again, as I said in hour one, I was in Germany for two weeks. It's not like I'm a cultural commentator. Right. You know, there are people listening who know way more about Germany than I ever would know. Um, and I'm not speaking as a native at all in any way. And just no, no in-depth knowledge. I was truly an ob- observer um, on the trip. But we were in a lot of churches traveling with a choir. This is where you end up. This, sure. is, this is where the girls sing. I, You know, we were in probably, I don't know, at least 10 churches. Wow. At least 10. No, more than that. Because we were in – sometimes we were in two churches a day. 
So I would say I saw at least 25 churches. Okay, but were you in churches at all for worship? Yes. Yes. Really? I went to Mass um, in, uh, let's see, what city was that? Um, I don't remember what city I was in Mass in right now. Um it's leaving me. Anyway, I, I went to Mass one day, um, and I went to a Lutheran service another day. Hmm. Um, so I saw two other ones, and then I was at an informal evening worship service um, at in Hanover, uh, which is um, in like the like northern part of Germany. An informal worship service. An informal service. worship service, well, like, yeah. In a non-denominational yes. church? Yes. It, really? well, it was in a Lutheran church, but okay. it was a non-denominational service that was going on in a Lutheran church. I see. Yeah, so... Uh, the uh, when I went to mass, the church was full. Hmm. I don't mean that standing room only, but it was a it, if it was if that was your church, you would say, oh, it was pretty full. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Um, the people. Th- the thing that I you know I think you and I talked about it uh, on the air one of the days that I called in. The churches historically in Europe are the center of the town, and those churches uh, that I saw are still, they're the same building that's been there for sometimes 600 years, sometimes 800 years. So that's still central to the town. And just by virtue of its size and its height, it's still central. And so, and it's, it's a beautiful thing that everything in the town happens around the, the church. So the market square is around the church. Mm. You know, it's just the way all, you know, all the, all those medieval cities were set up that way and they still are. And so the church though is in a different place. You know, these are historic buildings in Germany because they represent the history of the nation. And so they're supported by the government. So it's different than here. Wait, so the churches get money from the government yes. to allow the churches yes. to sustain? Yeah, and if you, if we were in Germany, we would be taxed according to what our denomination is. So no let's say I am a Presbyterian in German in Germany. My tax dollars would go toward the Presbyterian churches and to their maintenance and their their. You know, preservation. No okay. So, if, and if you're Catholic, then your tax dollars go to the Catholic Church. And if you're nothing, then you still pay a church tax, hmm. but it just kind of gets kind of separated. So you have to declare somewhere yeah. what you are yes. and who you're connected with, and there's the, the math that's done from that. Yes. So then the churches themselves are not raising money. They might be. I don't know about that. All I know is that is that by on an individual or family basis, you are taxed according to I what see. your denomination. So then, the church buildings, as old as they are, are fairly well kept. They're beautifully kept mm-hmm. because they're treasures. Yeah, they're. Uh, I and mean, there's a funding stream. Oh yeah, I mean they're beautifully maintained. And and this this made me very sad for where we are in America. They're always open. Always open. The churches are. Like it used to be. So it's a Tuesday and it's 6 a.m. You can walk into a church and you sit down. You walk into a church oh, and sit down. Oh, I love that so it's, much. Listen, that's everywhere. That's how it used to be. I know. Don't you feel like we've missed Yeah, out? of course you But have. then I don't know how – I don't know what the right answer is because I recognize how dangerous the situations are in a lot of churches here, even in Pittsburgh. But boy, when I was wandering around – you know, because I traveled with a group of that many people, yeah. you – you don't have any alone time. And so you, <laughs> Give me alone time, you do please. what you have to do to separate. And so several times I would get up very early uh-huh. take a and walk. take a walk and just go out. And I never went to a church that was closed. You just go in and sit down. You just go in and sit down. Well, there are people there. 
sometimes I was by myself. Uh-huh. There times. was there was one cathedral I was in, one Baroque cathedral, that I spent one hour in alone. Wow. There wasn't another human hmm. in there. It was one of the most spectacular spiritual experiences of my life. Yeah. Tell me about that then. Because sometimes you walk into a church and it feels, and this is just, you know, feelings aren't facts, but it feels devoid of holiness in some way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're saying you would go in and go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Could- Listen, this church is in a cloister in southwestern Germany. It's in the it's in a little tiny village. And it it was built it, the the construction there started in the 1300s. <laughs> and it took several centuries to to make the cathedral because it's enormous, absolutely enormous and stunning and beautiful. But being in there is a transformative experience uh, that is that the, the the architecture and the beauty of the sculpture and mm-hmm, the color mm-hmm, and the pew and the floor and yep. the wall it's so it is a it's just what those people wanted it to be right the, it, it is an overwhelming experience that all things point to the glory yes, of god it is and i think whenever you walk into a modern church i go this is this like are we at the benetton center is this an auditorium right i, I miss that from the modern church there's something to be said about that beautiful the architecture. You can't possibly replicate that. Mm-hmm. You can't. I just I. Well, I want to go. Make me want to go to Germany. You, you should go. You should get pretzels and you should have <laughs> salad and eat a schnitzel. And be happy. Very nice. We'll take a break. Come back. Kath is back from Germany. In a few minutes, we're going to talk with Terry Tim about what is good and godly patriotism on this Independence Day, uh, Independence Week show. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. This isn't just a story that happened years ago to some man far away in a time and distant place. This is really my story. It's your story. This week, Dr. Kurt Bjorklund looks at the book of Jonah to find signs of how we may be running from God in the series Running from God. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-653-1188. That's 800-653-1188. 800-653-1188. It's Trinity Jewelers' half-off, half-the-store sale. Trinity invites you to bring your better half July 9th through 13th and get half-off, half-the-store. We don't know which half yet, but 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. No, Trinity is not going out of business. They've just lost their minds, and the savings will be ridiculous. Trinity Jewelers half off half the store sale at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating life's closest relationships for over 20 years at TrinityJewelers.com. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. 
What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I'm talking about America, sweet. I love that so much. America. No one should ever record that song. No, that should be it. This is, I think we've all agreed, this is the Paramount recording. And pity the poor person who delves into those waters. Why would you want to? It's It's not Ray Charles, Charles. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Terry Tim is with us on this Independence Week show. The value, um, no, I'm sorry, not the value. (laughs) No. What is good and godly patriotism? (laughs) Which is good, John. It's a different value. It's, it's a different value, is what it is. Hi, Terry. Yeah. It's great to see both of you. Yeah, you as well. A nice surprise, Kath. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be in the studio. Were you hoping I'd bring you a schnitzel? Well, not a, a schnitzel, but a pretzel. Okay. Pretzel anytime. No, I'm sorry. I just ate them all. Snyder's of Hanover, we're not. What? I even heard pretzels on the airplane. Is that true? I was so happy. Oh, my Because gosh. I thought when I left the shores That's of it. Germany, I thought, you know, all of my, my joy over the pretzel is done. And then when they brought the food out and they handed me a pretzel, I was like, what the heck? Thank you, Condor <laughs> Airlines. A condor. What's Condor? Is you flew the... Condor. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And you're here. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Good. laughs> great to know. With the pretzel. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so Terry, as Kathy's been away in Germany, you're focusing on America, right? This is the Independence uh, Week. There's a lot of um, what I would call self-hatred about America mm-hmm. right now. You think that's true? I, I think it's true. I, I think I think we live in a very, very conflicted time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Independence Day is such a significant holiday for, for all of us as Americans, and yet – how do we actually even approach it in the midst of all the controversy and the rhetoric and the pain? And I think it's really challenging uh, for all of us uh, as Americans, but I think particularly even as as followers of Jesus, whose primary allegiance is to Christ and his kingdom. Uh, how do how do we navigate through the waters of what does it mean to be a good citizen? What does it mean to celebrate uh, a, a nation's independence? And, right. and what does it mean to be a good patriot? Yes. And that's kind of the question that I've been wrestling with here. What does good and godly patriotism actually look like? Right. I mean, there we go through periods, I think, of, of America where, and maybe we're in one of those now, where the church, at least some small faction of the church, takes up a nationalistic approach. Where you go to worship service and all of a sudden you're singing, God bless America. Right. Which is fun. But it, you know, it can like anything. It can go over the top. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I came across a, a quote a number of years ago from uh, William Sloan Coffin, who was the pastor for years at Riverside Church in New York City. Oh. And and uh, Reverend Coffin said there are three kinds of patriots. Two of them are bad, and one of them are good. Hmm. And he said the two bad are these: the loveless critic. The loveless critic and the uncritical lover, which I think so many people in our culture right now fall into one of those two camps that like 
America is the greatest nation going. We can do no wrong. We just you know, complete devotion uh, without any critical thinking about what's really happening in our country, both currently or historically. And then, as you kind of mentioned, there, there's this loveless criticism, almost a hatred toward anything that we do, any policy, any decision, any action. And both of those, Reverend Coffin said, they're, they're, they're bad. That's not what patriotism is all about. And so he suggested a third way, uh, the way that a Christ follower can, can take up uh, patriotism. He said, we need to have a lover's quarrel mm. with our nation. The same way that God has a lover's quarrel with the world. God so loves the world, and yet there's so much in the world that that God is unhappy with, displeased with. And God loves the world, but God quarrels with the world. And what if we actually could take up that kind of posture as citizens and as followers of Jesus, to be devoted to this nation, but to look at the nation and look at our country both historically and current, with, with eyes wide open, recognizing that our country can do, has done and can do and will do, hopefully, amazing things to, to make the world more like God intends it to be, but to not take a blind eye towards some of the painful realities, not only of our history, but of our present-day moment. And uh, so that, that thought of what good and godly patriotism from uh, Reverend Coffin has really helped me try to look objectively and uh, realistically at our nation uh, all the time, but particularly in this time when we, we have this national holiday. Wonderful. So, Kath, you know, we refer back to Kath because she's been out of the country for the past couple of weeks, and it, she wrote a piece that's uh, on our Facebook page, talked about it at length, about a church, about a group of Christians who were descendants, essentially, from the yeah, pilgrims. Yeah, I was in this church in Amsterdam, um, the English Reformed Church of Amsterdam, and it was a really wonderful experience to be there and talk to the the people that work there, the the pastor and the people who are on staff, because it's the church that was formed uh, back in the 1600s when the when things were getting bad for Protestants in in uh, England, and so they decided they were hearing about this place called Amsterdam, which was where there was freedom of religion. Um, and so they came from England to Amsterdam, and they oh, they settled this church. Um, the first service was in 1606. And uh, they stayed in Amsterdam for, for several years, but they could never feel at home even then with the morality, the culture of Amsterdam. They were a little bit at odds with it. They were Calvinists. They were, you know... 400 years ago. They were hardy. Yeah. You know, they were hardy in their belief and pretty fervent and uh, pretty, you know, they thought the things needed to be a certain way. And so they didn't feel like Amsterdam was going to be their home. So they went to Leiden for a little bit. Um, but then they, you know, within a year, they stepped foot on a boat and it was the Mayflower. So this church um, was started by the pilgrims. And they recognize that lineage and history in the church. They have a list, Terry, a framed list of the deacons in the in the church in 1606. Wow. They have the names there, and and they have a, an inscription from the very first sermon preached there on opening day. John Paget was their pastor. Created me a clean heart, O oh God. Mm. Never seen a church that has the scripture actually like written in ink on the wall. That's what it is. And, you, and so I talked to the woman who worked there and she said, you know, it pains me that people think about Amsterdam and they think of all of the bad things about Lottery. our city. And she said, 
this was so sweet how she said it because she wasn't a native English speaker, but she she said, "There's so much of the spirit here, mm. so much of the spirit here," you know, and and that's been shared yes around yes. the globe. And I love that text of that scripture, created me a clean heart or created me a pure heart, creating us clean mm-hmm. and pure hearts, right. because that really is the challenge as a follower of Christ. We live in this world that is a broken, dark, dislocated space, but how do we maintain the purity that Christ shares with us through through his purity? How do we navigate through those waters of a policy, of, of decision? How do we wrestle with celebrating a nation when we know there are things that we do as a people that are contrary to the gospel? I mean, it's just the reality. Right. And looking at the history of that church, people don't agree. So there were some people that came and settled that church, and some of them left Mm -hmm. and went to Leyden and ended up being pilgrims and going to the New World. But some of them stayed because they loved Amsterdam, maybe, or maybe they just felt that this was where God went. Whatever it was. People who believed in Jesus did different things. Right, right. And and it, and interpreting and applying biblical principles to our lives individually, as families, at churches, and, and then how do we live out those principles as a culture and a society, there's a lot of wrestling that goes on with that. And I think this this desire uh, to have a, a clean heart, a pure heart, or even as you were talking last hour, I was listening, you know, uh, talking with Amy Simpson about the Psalms. Like the Psalms give us this full orbed human experience. There are things that, as as a nation, we should celebrate and rejoice. And we can go to the Psalms that talk about the goodness of God, the majesty of God, and how God that, blesses the nation. Yes, that that that's part of who we are. Right. But there are things that we should lament over, and the Psalms can give us language. I don't care what you. Your uh, policy position is uh, the the way children are being treated at our borders is, is, not okay. is not okay. We should lament and and weep over that and repent from that. And it's not Republican Democrat. It's not. It's not a political. It's not a partisan thing. It's it's a human thing. And again, we have to recognize that as a people, we've done amazing things as a nation. We've brought blessing throughout mm-hmm. the world, but we also have bring brokenness, and we live in that tension. And that's that's why uh, we, I have a lover's quarrel with, with our country. I, I love the potential, the possibility, the goodness, blessing that we bring both here and far and everywhere in between. But I also know the, the reality of what it means to live as a, a citizen of a a country that's made up of sinners, me being, to use the Apostle Paul, chief of sinners. I, I'm the chief of sinners, and I contribute to the brokenness of the world day in and day out. But it's my, my heart and prayer that I and we would have clean and pure hearts. Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. But Terry, you know, this Fourth of July holiday is sort of like, you know, the apex for, for a lot of believers. And I think a lot of churches around the country, again, for better or worse, they bring politics into the pulpit which is always dangerous. It's always dangerous. And I speak that from too much personal experience. You've it's, done that? I, I've tried to navigate these waters, and what I find is that almost every time uh, I irritate someone. Of course. Mm. It, it's, uh, it's very difficult. Uh, I think part of the preaching task is to be prophetic 
So uh, not everybody's going to like you and, or and, agree with you. And the truth is, yeah, I mean, if you look at biblically what happened to prophets, they get stoned, <laughs> right? And and most of us as preachers, we don't we don't want to get stoned, or we don't want the twenty uh, first century equivalent of that is getting fired. Mm-hmm. And so, trying to navigate the waters in a tr- graceful and truthful way is very very difficult. I don't envy you. Mm-hmm. Even a little bit. These oh. are very hard times to speak into, I think. They, they are, and that's why I think if we can focus on the reality that being citizens of any country is an opportunity for great blessing, and God establishes nations and states to bring blessing to the world, to bring organization to the world, but we have to come at our citizenship with eyes wide open, celebrate the blessing but also recognize the brokenness and lament and and repent from that. And again, to me, and it's part of, uh, you know, I've talked about this many times, but one of my my favorite band is U2, and they they have a song called American Soul. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting, you know, how do outsiders, people from outside our country, see America? And, And in this song, they talk about America as this idea, this dream, this place of grace, this place of welcome, this place of blessing. And that's how I want to see our country. And I celebrate the blessing that we have brought to the world. And I want us to do more of that. I want us to align all of our actions, all of our policies, all our decisions around truth that will bring goodness to not only uh, the citizens who call this place home, but anyone who would come into our space and anyone that our policies might impact globally. And that's a hard, that's a hard place sure to be. You know, just the other night, because I was away in, in another country, I, I listened to Bono's uh, address at Georgetown from maybe four or five years ago. Mm. I, don't, I think it was commencement. Um, but he talked about that. He said, you know, I'm from Ireland and I love Ireland. And he said, but Ireland's a country. America is an idea. idea. And he said, and I love Great Britain, too, but Great Britain isn't an idea. Right. It's a country. America's the only country that's an idea. And we, I was so inspired by that. And I thought, we have the responsibility to maintain that. And if we're never going to be critical, then this, this, it's going to die. Right. And, that, and being critical is part of our prophetic tradition as followers of Jesus. It's how, I mean, I, I once heard in seminary, uh, one of my prof- professor says the task of a preacher is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the the comfortable, comfortable, right? (laughs) And and most of us pastors, we like to bring comfort to those who are afflicted, but the flip side of that coin is hard. But if America is this idea, this philosophy, this dream, uh, we need to be willing to push into that and challenge that and, and come to a place where we can have open conversation, which I think is part of the problem where we are today. We, right. we don't know how to be in dialogue one with another because everything has been politicized. It's on the right or the left, Democrat, Republican, conservative or liberal. And, and you can't put Jesus in any of those boxes. J- Jesus is the ultimate liberator, the, the one who, who, who inaugurates to, true freedom. That's what we ought to be celebrating. But at the same time, it's interesting, right? People want to claim Jesus, whether liberal or conservative, for themselves. Oh, 
Absolutely. We want to, we want to, you know. Yeah, but everybody, all the disciples wanted to do that too. It, right. This I mean, is, we, everybody this is wants historic. To do that. This is human nature, right? Mm-hmm. We want to He's co-opt right. God for our own agendas. Loves me best. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's how do we, how do we actually yield our own agendas to the agenda of Christ? That's, that's the, the, the challenge for us individually, for us as a church, for us as a people. Uh, you know, as you're talking, you know, you you were traveling, you know, in my travels, I, I hear these two things uh, outside the country. I remember I was in Uganda a number of years ago, and I, I was having dinner with two young Ugandans, and they just looked me in the eye, and they said this, it was, it was, it was humorous, but they said, when you see President Bush, tell him thank you. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'll, he's at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, I'll be right. over. And I said, "Well, I, if I would see him, I, what, what should I thank him for?" Right. And they said, "Thank him for bringing aid to those people in our country who are suffering from HIV and AIDS." Wonderful. Now, now a lot of people would say that's a liberal cause, right? And here we have a Republican conservative president who is known in Africa for bringing life-saving care. Like to me, that's a that's a Jesus ethic. That's a, that's that's something that makes right. the world more like God intends it to it be. It transcends politics. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. And that's the that's the idea, that's the dream, that's the grace of America that we who have been blessed, we can actually share that. And so, let's do more of that. Yeah, and when we're not blessing, let's let's be willing to call that out and say, you know, there's human dignity in all people and how do we how do we acknowledge that and then and then deal responsibly with all the humans that God calls us into contact with. I'm into that. Terry Tim, he joins us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, before you leave us, take a minute to talk about Leaders Collaborative. Yeah, the Leaders Collaborative is uh, something that we do with the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, which I'm a part of. The Leadership Foundation has been around for about 40 years here in Pittsburgh, helping our city thrive and flourish. And our Leaders Collaborative is a small group, 12 to 15 people from both the for-profit and non-profit space who uh, do a lot of personal inventories about their own leadership capacity and then particularly how they can bring blessing uh, to our city, to our region, to our world through the work that they do in whatever space God calls them to. And it's really exciting. We've had over 200 people through the years go through the Leaders Collaborative. And uh, if anybody out there is interested, they can they can find more information at plf.org. plf.org. Yeah. Tara, always a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by. Great to be with you. Yeah. America, America, God shed his grace on me. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Springhouse. My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm. 
at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. She has a way of communicating to you what's going on and correcting you with you actually wanting to do it. With Dr. Megan Stock, exceptional dental care can be habit-forming. Personally, I was doing some habits that I could have gotten better at, and I never really felt motivated to change before. And then after meeting with Dr. Megan, she said it in such a nice way that it's like, oh, well, maybe I should start doing these things. It changed some of my habits because of her. So it's pretty cool. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Are you tired of your old and drafty windows and doors? Pella offers three lines of vinyl, a fiberglass product, and various lines of wood. So we have gorgeous new windows and doors to fit your needs and any budget. You deserve Pella quality. And for a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Yeah, we can do that. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Warm and muggy tonight. We'll have clouds, a couple showers, and a thunderstorm. And we'll only drop to 70. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Warm and sticky day with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. We'll reach 85 for a high. Many cloudy, a sticky 68 for the low tomorrow night. And then Independence Day will be very warm and humid. We'll have a mix of clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around it, mainly in the afternoon and evening. I will be 87. With your Racky Weather Forecast, I'm Frank Strait. Day bumper music. And listen, uh, a little business here. You could be one of 25 winners of $1,000 in the new $1,000 daily cash giveaway. Listen, weekdays for Word FM, Word of the Day, 725, 1225, and right now at 530-something-ish, uh, right? Uh, wordfm.com forward slash cash. You'll have a chance to uh, win 1000 bucks. The Word of the Day today, Mike, is... Uh, trolley. Trolley. The Word uh, of the Day is trolley. Yes, it is. Yesterday, the word of the day was penguin. Today's trolley. So they have a, a local theme, I believe. Mm-hmm. Very nice. You know, speaking of trolleys, 
Yeah. I have a good friend who actually was a tour guide on a trolley. What? May I introduce him to you? Please do. Ralph Crew from the Carnegie Science Center. Ah, Ralph, welcome in. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. <laughs> At one point in life, you could see me on a sightseeing tour <laughs> really? on a trolley here in Pittsburgh. Now, was there a script that you were required to memorize? Um, it started with, like, there's a long list of Pittsburgh facts, but I kind of went off the script a bit and not just tried to have fun with it. <laughs> Thank um, goodness, because I could get stale after a while. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We, I, it was honestly, it was it was really fun. I, I love I love the city. It was really fun. And I moved here as a kid, so I kind of had to learn about Pittsburgh. Like, I, I get the idea of, like, showing up here and not really knowing what it's about and having people show it to you. And sure. It was fun to do that. At the That's end awesome. of the – were you ever little tips come your way? Maybe a little bit here and there. All right. That Just was one of the bonus from your excellence, right? Yeah. That made that, – that helped motivate you to make it extra fun. Very nice. Well, Ralph is with us from the uh, Carnegie Science Center. He is the um, – the program development coordinator. And uh, Ralph, when you join us, as you join us the last couple of months, generally the theme has been space exploration or astronomy. But now here we are in July, coming up on the 21st of this month. This is the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11, Man on the Moon. Yeah, and it's uh, something it's a big we're, deal. we're pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah down at course. the Science Center, we've we've got a whole month of activities and things going on. Uh, and the moon actually is putting on a show on its own as well. You, you may not be aware of this, or maybe you are, but there's a, an eclipse happening right now. If you're in South what? America, uh, the, the sun is being blocked out by the moon. We're in a new moon right now, and it happens to be actually going into total eclipse, which is pretty rare and pretty exciting. So yeah. it's a great way to sort of start off the month. Um, and then we've got all sorts of stuff from the Apollo 11 movie, which I know you've seen. I've which seen it. And is, I see the billboards around town and want to get Kath to be there. Yeah. you, you got to come and see it, guys. I, I, it's, I will. It's stunning. I'd it's see really it again. remarkable. And we have it on the biggest screen in Pittsburgh. The sound mm. system shakes your bones yeah, when that cool. Saturn V launches, you know. Uh, but we're also doing – we have astronomy nights. We have a big July 4th night coming up. Oh, oh what's uh, that going to be like? Well, so we have this huge event. Uh, you know, We're open during the daytime, and then we switch over to a special event. People have um, all sorts of activities that they can um, participate in, and then you can buy tickets to watch the, the fireworks from different parts of the building, including oh. we have some premium spots that will be like up high on our, our new uh, outdoor deck really? on Point that View Hall. I don't know if they're awesome. available for sale yet and or still, I would, you but know what? I would, it's an amazing spot. I would do I that if there would be a helicopter to ride at the end that would take me home. <laughs> yeah. Is that available? Uh, I think for an added fee, eventually. I mean, eventually, if you pay enough, I'm sure you can get a helicopter. Right. Or a rocket. Yeah. <laughs> or Saturn V. Sure, that's fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It really is remarkable, watching the fireworks from the oh, science. I've, I've it done was. it before. And oh, it's, oh, I bet yeah. that's unbelievable. Best spot in town. That's really cool. Okay, so what's happening with Apollo 11? I mean, because I think that the fact of the matter is most people today, born today or living today, mm-hmm. were not alive during Apollo 11 in 1969. That's true, but I think that the impact of that event lives on and affects all of us. You know, a, a whole generation of scientists were sort of created from Apollo 11, and not just from the people who actually worked on it, which, of course, it was a, remar- a remarkable achievement. It took oh. thousands and thousands of people to make something Some like that 400, happen. 400,000 or something. Yeah, it's it's a huge number and an, a, major, a major achievement, but... As uh, an event to inspire young people to get into science, I mean, there's nothing really ever that's been better than that. Right, without a doubt. So what, what fascinates me about this is that, you know, I think it was in May of 1961, JFK stood up and said, we've got to go to the moon. By the right. end of the decade, we must go to the moon. And then eight years later... There's a man on the moon. I mean, 400,000 people, this concerted effort. I mean, uh, all the things that conspired. If JFK had not been assassinated, mm-hmm. most likely that you know that urgency would not have been there. It probably wouldn't have happened. All these incredible things. I mean, 
You just can't make this up. It shows it's the, an the greatness of America. It's an amazing achievement. Yeah. Yeah. No, and the, the United States, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's one of the great accomplishments of this country. To I would say probably to... the greatest achievement of the 20th century. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I think, you know, 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now, right. what are like, you, people may only remember one thing about the 20th century. They'll remember uh, that. And that'll be one, mm. so, yeah. certainly high on that list. And yeah. also, you know, the, the, the idea of, oh, well, science was, um, you know, sort of given a major push, but really it sort of uh, ushered in the um, the digital age in a way, right? We were mm-hmm. we were you know high tech in 1961 was people with their transistor radios, sure. And uh, NASA was the first people to use integrated circuits and all that, and mm-hmm. computers on board uh, Apollo 11 and the lunar module. I mean, it really sort of uh, unveiled a brand new era of not only space exploration but uh, technological innovation. Absolutely, it reminds me. So there there was a, a pretty well known movie that came out a couple of years ago, Hidden Figures. I don't know if you oh, yeah. saw oh, that. Yes. We're actually playing that later this month at the Science Center. Oh, wow. Check our website for the date, but it's, it's going to be great. But um, that that's from the Mercury era of the space program, which is just before Apollo. It's actually two stages before, but early 60s, around when Kennedy was making that speech. And at that time, uh, the, the word computer meant a person, right? A person who did computing was a computer. And by the end, by by the time we get to Apollo, computers are these room-sized mathematical machines, and they become. It's not. It's not just a job. It's an object. It's an invention. And I mean, of course, early computers were invented. You know, digital. Um, Electronic computers were invented before that, but they really weren't a thing. Like people were still relied upon, and we see this huge transition. Um, and and yeah, I mean, with and today, computers are everywhere you know we've got them all over this room around sure. us everyone listening to this is probably got one in your pocket of uh, if they're not listening on a device that is a computer right now right so and i think of the that famous scene from apollo 13 where you know we have these are all the you know remember the dude brings the box in and dumps all the oh, equipment that out scene. that's my yeah. favorite scene and he says okay this is what we have to do. We can we need to go from this to this only using this mm-hmm. and i think that is Innovation. That is the essence of innovation is that you have restrictions, right. but you have to figure it out within right. them. You have to make it work. And the fact that must have happened countless times getting from the transistor radio to what you're talking about. Right, to the moon. And then since then, so much has happened. Like today on the International Space Station, if something like that were to come up, they have 3D printers up there. They can make oh – really, gosh. in space, um, they can make – the square pegs fit in the round hole because they can right. make the part there. You know, That's crazy. Additive manufacturing in space is a real thing now, which is blowing my mind. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a really exciting time. Space science is um, just going all sorts of amazing directions right now. And celebrating it at the Science Center, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Apollo is something we're really excited to do and something I think mm-hmm. uh, people will – if you're into space at all or if you think you might even be like uh, trying to get into it, come check us out because we got – the best stuff right now. Very nice. Okay, so things that are happening at the, at the Science Center always have a local flavor as well, right? I mean, you think about what happened with Apollo. There were many Pittsburgh companies who were a big part of Apollo, you know, from here, from Rockwell mm-hmm. International or the Union Switching Signal and whatnot. Westinghouse. Yeah, Westinghouse. There's something to be proud about that, you know, that uh, uh, I think I read a, a while back that NASA was really smart and with all the different contracts, they made sure that there was at least one space contract in every state state in the country. So every American in some way had a, a degree of separation to the moon landing. Right. And I think that the Apollo program uh, nailed the whole getting everyone to buy in. Yeah. Thing. I think with space programs, uh, anytime you need something with that much support, you've got 
to get people to buy in, and having that local feel uh, really helps. We'll actually have a local a Pittsburgher, Alex Valentine, who helped, he was an engineer who helped develop oh. some of the technology for Apollo. He'll be speaking at the Science Center um, the weekend of the 50th wow. anniversary. That's super cool. Um, and along with many other speakers, we're going we have a whole lineup of speakers and telescopes. It's, oh, it's going to be great. Um, Excellent. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Ralph Cruz with us. He's the program development coordinator at the Carnegie Science Center, talking about the 50th anniversary of the uh, Apollo 11 moon landing coming up later this month. Stick around. We'll be right back with uh, Ralph Cruz. When I knock on people's doors, they open up the door and they say, please don't high pressure me. I was high pressured for three, four hours last night. There's a better way to buy windows and doors, and it doesn't involve pressure. Energy Swings Donnie Dara. I'm not here to sell you or to pressure you into anything. I'm here to help you. The first thing I do to help people is to actually listen to them, not tell them how great my company is, my product is. It's to hear what really, really makes them tick and to hear what they really, really need. That's a red carpet experience. The red carpet experience makes sure the spotlight is on you. We make sure that you are in control of the process. We are not pushing you. We are helping you because we do do this every day. But we are arming you with enough information without high pressuring you to make sure that you make the right decision for you, your family, and your home. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. So how was your breakfast this morning? Was it magnificent or just meh? You could have enjoyed a little morning comfort at the Bistro to Go Cafe, like their simply delicious signature sugar pecan French toast, a savory Tuscan or farmer-style breakfast bowl, or a daily chef-crafted special. Bistro to Go Cafe will always get your morning off to a delicious and healthy start. Have a great day with Bistro to Go on the north side. See what's cooking at bistro-togo.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out for the resources and know-how to make it all work. There's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. What's going on there? Was that the first man we're listening to, right? As the uh, is this the aircraft or the uh, Apollo Eleven leaving the launch pad? 
Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. We're talking about uh, Apollo 11, 50th anniversary this month. Of course, uh, all across the country and around the world, they're celebrating that. And uh, here locally with Ralph, uh, Ralph, uh, the assembly of programs, how do you find – right before you left, you said there's someone local who was part of the Apollo program living mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh now was going to speak. Yes. Yeah, and we – I mean, it's not that hard to find. The, the, Pittsburgh's actually been a really influential region um, in aerospace and, you know, from companies like, like Westinghouse and others. Um, and, and, you know, even uh, more – like more uh, recent people. So along with Alex Valentine, who worked on Apollo 11, we have uh, the chief engineer of Astrobotic, which is oh, a yeah. local right. aerospace company. He's going to be giving a talk. Actually, their CEO gave a talk yesterday at the Science Astrobotic Center. Astrobotic CEO. Yeah. They're going to go to the moon. Yeah. They're going back. It's Amazing! I was like hanging out with a moon, per- like sitting having a normal human conversation, and someone who was not kidding around was saying, "Oh, we just got a grant to build a rover for the moon from NASA." And it's just, it's it blows my mind. Um, and, and we've got people like that coming all over uh, the science center. This, this is what this month. I like about your approach, and I mean this sincerely: is that you are you geek out still? Oh yeah. And I think that's essential when you're talking about – it's essential when you're talking about anything, but especially when it comes to science. We can become so – today we're so clinical about so many things Mm -hmm. and we're so political about so many things. Everything just gets this overwhelming sense of importance and we lose the joy of discovery and the joy of – like you saying, Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm sitting across the table from a dude who's talking about actually going to the moon. That – is what we want as humans. We want that in our hearts. We, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be amazed by something, and we want to experience wonder. And that's what you guys do so well at the science center. Well, and that's why I work there. I mean, I went to the science center when I was as young as seven years old and saw someone, you know, take a balloon and put it into liquid nitrogen, and the air inside liquefies. Mm-hmm. The balloon actually compresses down into this unrecognizable crescent-shaped thing, and I couldn't believe that that really happened. And that sense of wonder stuck with me, you know. And I feel like. Um, the science, when done well, is this sort of curious, joyful ex- exploration yes. of the world around us, and I get to do it every day. And you know, it's so much fun for me. There's a reason why I went into this. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm really just trying to do the thing that I love the most. I have so much fun. I, I'm, I am almost like jealous of myself for my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm like, this is great. I get to meet the coolest Spinal people. Spinal Tap do the said coolest that thing. in the movie. They said. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I'm jealous of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's But it's pretty cool. We got a lot of cool stuff. That's cool. Ralph Crew and Spinal Tap with his live in studio. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ralph. So you, you mentioned some of the things that are coming up to celebrate this anniversary at the Science Center. Yes. Um, so there, if you're interested in going to hear somebody speak, mm-hmm. great. If you're interested in looking through a telescope, there's that too. Like there yes. are all sorts of different ways that you can approach the anniversary. Yeah. Or you can even just come and explore the Science Center as you would on any – any day, you know, all our staff are all amped up about it. We have all sorts of demonstrations. Every Sunday, for instance, is a program uh, that I run called Solar Sunday, where we have solar telescopes set out on in front of the Science Center. It's totally free. You just walk up. We've got these beautiful telescopes observing the sun, great team of volunteers and staff running it. Uh, if you've never seen the sun through a telescope, by the way, don't try, don't, don't try it at home. Don't try it at home. First of all, I need blind. to be very clear. Uh, these are special telescopes. Um, so they're pointed at the sun. You can actually yeah. put your eye into the lens and look and see it. Correct. Do you see the explosion? I mean, yes. Although uh, the activity on the sun, 
even really rapid changes on the sun appear to move very slowly. Think about this. The sun is almost a million miles across. So if an object is moving 1,000 miles an hour, it takes 1,000 hours to cross the sun once in one direction. I see. So even an explosion that's like nuclear bomb speed explosion is going is going to look like a slow motion activity. But yeah, we can see that on the sun from the Science Center. Wow. That's super cool. We need to take another break. Ralph Cruz with us from the Carnegie Science Center. Stick around. We've got just a a smidge more ahead. It's time for 4th of July parties and celebrations. Did you forget anything? Don't worry. Walgreens remembered. And they're just minutes away with great deals and great prices. Your holiday starts at Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, Hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. You've been planning this day all your life. Enjoy your wedding and leave the catering to Bistro to Go on the north side. Discover Bistro's classiest, simply delicious menu selections from butler past hors d'oeuvres to starters, main courses, and desserts. Buffet or plated service, each package contains full china, linen, staffing, complimentary cake plating, and more. Reasonably priced from intimate morning breakfast to grand evening affairs. Find menus, pricing, even venue recommendations at bistroandcompany.com. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. We're talking space and fireworks with Ralph Crew from the Carnegie Science Center. Okay, Ralph, just a couple of minutes left. So I'm looking at uh, CarnegieScienceCenter.org, and uh, quite honestly, the 4th of July fireworks extravaganza from the Carnegie Science Center looks pretty good. It's the best fireworks experience I've ever had. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen it over – and it gets better every year. Um, You can – Feel the fireworks in your bones from mm-hmm, up there. Right. It's amazing the view you have, um, and and just the energy. And I actually think the science center is a perfect choice for it as well because there's so much science that goes into making fireworks do their thing. If it wasn't for science, 
fireworks are going to look anything like it. And you can, you know, I mean, you can just enjoy the view or you can like try and figure out what kind of metallic salts are they using to color. Like, for instance, if you see a blue firework, uh, that's uh, usually a copper salt of some kind. Or if you see red, it's often lithium or strontium. And you can you can actually like do a lot of science with fireworks. And we even have science shows about stuff like that. Boy, so. you guys can geek out about anything, can't you? We, we do our best. It's a special cool. gift. Nice. Okay, so on the 50th anniversary of the moon landing, is there a, a big extravaganza? So we have multiple extravaganzas galore that week. On the 16th, which is the anniversary of the launch, it's a Tuesday, uh, we have a Skywatch. We have a star party. We'll have our rooftop deck open doing telescopes. Uh, people can come. There's a planetarium program. There's a full moon that night, and the moon will also be adjacent to the planet Saturn in the sky, mm. which is just, like, good luck. The moon really is actually doing cool stuff this month. And... Um, so that's going to be awesome. That Friday night, we have an adult night, which is going to be a huge blowout party. And then throughout the weekend, we've got speakers and special shows. We've created a brand new planetarium show called Fly Me to the Moon, uh, which we're still putting the finishing touches on. And it's fantastic. It's unlike anything wow. you've ever seen, uh, of course, because it's brand new. <laughs> right. um, and, uh, and, and and much more. I mean, it's it's really we're, – we're going all out for it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a blast for us to do. And I think no matter no – ma- <laughs> exactly. Uh, no matter what you – no matter what kind of experience you're looking for, whether it's like kind of like serene observing the stars from the roof or like a blowout party or bring your kids to ch- check out a planetarium show. Or go show, watch a movie. Or go see a movie. Um, we got it all this this coming month. So Very nice. Wow. So come visit. Ralph Crew. That's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. All right. Listen, Carnegie Science Center, check out the full schedule, carnegiesciencecenter.org. Always a pleasure, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Hey, podcast is up and running about 10 minutes after we leave the air. Uh, wordfm.com, johnandcathyshow.com, or the Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Have yourself a bra or a pretzel. Have a good night. <laughs> The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.